0: Welcome to the second episode in the STEM in the Gorbals series on mental health and well-being supported by a Pulse branch from the British Podcast Awards and Welcome Trust. In this episode we explore local community groups within the Gorbals that are helping residents with their mental health and well-being.
1: Welcome to Stem in the Gorbals podcast. I'm Eden And I'm Abra. Today we're here with Joe McConnell from The Barn, Trisha McConnell from Bridge in the Gap and Michael Fullerton from the New Gorbals Housing Association.
2: Let's start with you Michael. Thank you for coming. How do you feel about joining us today?
3: I feel good, thanks very much for inviting me along and hopefully there's some useful information that you can take away from today.
2: Can you tell us a, b- a little bit about who you are and your role?
3: Yep, so Michael Fullerton, Community Coordinator for Thriving Places based by the New Gorbos Housing Association and I've worked in the Gorbos for the last four and a half years.
2: What is Thriving Places?
3: Oh, very good question. So Thriving Places was an approach that came from a uh, community planning partnership. So two key things for me is about the community engagement and ident- identifying kind of local priorities and local needs. For the local community and people who are staying within the community uh, and also the partnership working so organizations in the Gorbals working together for the people of the Gorbals.
2: Okay so your role is Gorbals Community Coordinator what does that mean what is a community?
3: Again good questions very good uh, so community coordinator so what do I do in my role so as I mentioned previously community engagement so I'm involved in kind of coordinating community engagement and actually being out there Delivering community engagement sessions, whether that be in the local community breakfasts or drop-in sessions at the community rooms or at other events or working with the likes so of Joe and Tricia's organisations to come up with a kind of plan of action for community engagement for the year ahead. So community engagement, we're out there, we're speaking to local people and we're finding out their kind of needs, their experiences and how we can shape our services to our, our their needs. So what is community as well? So I would say we all live in a community. I would say so a community can be a locality. But community could also be shared interests or shared kind of values or identity or religion. So that's what I would say community is.
2: What kinds of things are available to people in the community?
3: Well, there's a whole host of things. I'm sure Trisha and Joe went into detail. Uh, there's a Gorbals timetable where you can get access. We can uh, online at the uh, You can also get information at the Gorbals and on various kind of social media platforms, but. Gorbos provides a whole host of things, seven days a week, whether that be from community breakfast to the youth work at the barn eh, to Gorbos Daytime Discos, where eh, encouraging people to dance and socially network and eh, focus on health and wellbeing through the disco as well. So, whole host of activities.
2: What are you doing within the community to improve mental health and wellbeing?
3: Okay, so firstly, I want to say I'm an expert in mental health, but what I would say is what we're trying to provide is activities where people are coming together, they're socially engaging with one another, they're speaking with our neighbours and it's just providing that opportunity where it's tackling social isolation which can be a which can come from mental health factors. But for me it's about bringing the community together and providing that opportunities seven days a week where possible. And kind of letting partners know some of the kind of key issues and needs that are coming from the community engagement and then some of the, the partners being able to reshape their services to then deliver.
2: Why is it important for you to have a community project?
3: So community projects could be a whole host of things but, but if, it's, if it's people led, if it's community led eh, it's coming through the local people and it's the local assets are taking things forward and the local people being involved eh, and maybe the element of trust as well rather than with a, an organisation. Thank you
2: Michael, next we have Trisha from Bridging the Gap. Hi Trisha, can
1: you tell us a little bit about who you are and your role?
4: Well, I'm Trisha McConnelogue and my role in Bridging the Gap as a director um, but I was born in bred in the Gorbals, uh, way back when it was the tenements and the outside toilets and the rats and the dirty puddles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is Bridging the Gap and how long has it been running in the Gorbals?
4: Bridging the Gap is an ecumenical project that was set up by the local minister and the local parish priest away uh, 20 years ago, back in 1998 to work across the, the divides that were apparent in the Gorbals at that time. And what they did at, at that particular time was four primary schools and they would bring these primary schools together. Um, some were non-denominational schools, some were denominational schools, so Catholic and Protestants. So they would get the children and bring them together and put on a production and then invite the rest of the community to come along.
1: What other activities do you do to help people in the community?
4: We have a range of activities. We have two sides to the organisation, so we have got a community inclusion side in, of the organisation and we've also got a developing young people side of the organisation, which you used to mm-hmm. are involved in. Um, the community inclusion side started when asylum seekers and refugees were dispersed into the Gorbals and Bridging the Gap was asked to be the lead organisation To welcome people into the Gorbos and from that different projects have grown and the the community inclusion side has grown so we now have come down with us we have uh, high-rise bakers where people are volunteering and learning to make nutritious bread and we also have baby and toddlers groups and all these groups have been started because people have shown an interest and we've taken that forward on the school side of the organization it's transition work that we do, so it's kids making that transition from primary to secondary schools and we also do anti-sectarian work which leads kids from both non denominational schools and denominational schools to Coramela in Northern Ireland and we do an understanding each other project within the Gorbals that looks at the migration of people to the Gorbals. We also have a lot of events, we, we love celebrating, we have lots of fun and we celebrate everything and we, we honour the United Nations Day for the eradication of poverty every 17th of October in George Square.
1: Do you help other members of the community as well as children?
4: Yeah, we do. The age range that we work with is from babies and the oldest person we have just now is 87 years of age. So we work with people for all different ages from all different nationalities, from all different cultures and all different social backgrounds.
1: How does Bridging the Gap help the wellbeing of the Gorbals community?
4: It's about bringing people together. You know, particularly if people are isolated or they've got mental health issues or things like that. It's great bringing people together to get to know each other. I think there's nothing better, and we've been told this before, there's nothing better than somebody that's been isolated in the community. And, you know, being here for maybe four or five years and have not even got to know their neighbour because they have not had that confidence. So, you know, they've got low self-esteem and they walk along the road and they meet somebody going to the co-op and they say hi and how better they feel about themselves when that actually happens. They feel human.
1: Thank you, Tricia. So far we've heard from Michael, the community coordinator, and Tricia, who brings different people within the community together. Finally, let's hear from our friend Joe, who works at the Gorbals Youth Centre called The Burn. Hi Joe, how
5: are you today? I, yeah, I'm good, yes. I'm doing well.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and your role at the barn?
5: So, my name's Joe McConnell and I was for 10 years the youth worker over at the barn. Um, For the past year or so, I've been the manager. We've got a staff group of about 13 people. We've got the youth work project that you two know of. We've got community development projects running from Gorbals and in Govan Hill. So there's quite a lot of staff there to be taken care of, that's part of my job, to, to look to the future for the project and get money in and think about what's needed for the future and develop for that, that's another part of my job. And I also connect up with the people who actually run The Barn and that's that's local people on, on a board of the charity called Crossroads who, who own The Barn. So I'm the kind of go-between person between them and the workers and the community.
2: What is the purpose of The Barn?
5: Goodness. That's that's a big one. So a barn's been there for a long time. It's a play barn before that. It's probably sixty years it's been in Gorbles. And the great thing about it is that its purpose has hardly changed in all that time. The person that, that started it he said a wonderful thing, he said everybody has the right to live gloriously and the barn is there for that to to make that happen. It said he also wanted to say whatever in the individual allows that to happen, about living gloriously, we should nurture and strengthen that. Whatever in community and society stops that from happening, we should challenge that. So essentially that's what the barn does for young people and people of all ages. The youth work itself really turns on one really important theme and it's from the United Nations Conventions for the Rights of the Child. And they said at the UN, every child has the right to a childhood, a fun childhood. And so that's what we try to provide there. And it's really important for all sorts of reasons in itself to have a great childhood but also for when you're growing up and for your mental well-being and for how you are in your community a good start a great start a fun start a glorious start is a really really important thing so that's what the barns there for
1: what kind of programs are available to help young people to have positive mental health
5: yeah well so we've got one big project that covers everything its called Shine and again that's taken from our original hope for what Me Young Folk. What that hope was that young people will come together and when they are together they'll shine. They'll understand themselves better, they'll understand their community better. They'll understand the issues that are surrounding them and what they can do about it. So one of the really important things we do in Shine is, you, you, you probably know this because you go there, you kind of choose what to do when you go over there. You've got control of what you do. That's a really big thing for well-being. understanding that I really matter over here. I've got control of what I do. So the barn's really important for us. We see that as a really good and healthy thing to be doing it for well-being apart from doing stuff like making sure that there's really there's fresh food every evening there and there's a, a fresh meal that we all sit down to getting the fresh food's one thing sitting down together and, and chatting and having our meal and having a laugh is another thing that connects with well-being and health so we do that we go we get away in trips We've probably been in some of them caravans and all that kind of stuff we go away to longer trips 7 days away up to Mull when you when you're a senior and that can be incredible fun, so you're seeing new places, exciting places, they're challenging because there's no electricity, your phones go, you eat what you can grow, you do all this sort of stuff, but it's a lot, a lot of fun and you get to be in some of the most incredible places in Scotland. So, yeah, we do a lot that surrounds the idea of being well, being healthy and feeling good about yourself and about life in general.
2: Does your work tie in with any other community groups?
5: Yes, we work closely with probably most of the community groups in the area. Really important to us that we kind of connect up our work because, you know, as young folk, you go to various places, you, you go through Bridge of the Gap and you, you come to school. Uh, we like to have this connected up about, you know, who's doing well, what do they need, you know, what would make them happier and working in collaboration with other organisations is very important.
1: Thank you, Joe. So to finish this episode, we have some questions for all three of you. What does mental health and well-being for the Gorbals community mean to you?
3: Right, okay, so back to me, Michael, community coordinator, so mental health and well for the Gorbals community, I'd say it's important to continue what we're providing in terms of people being able to socially network, whether that be a community breakfast, whether that be a drop-in, whether that be a youth group drop-in session, it's important that we continue to provide things that are working. But also need you look at so where's the gaps in surgeries as well, and we'll continue to work away and try and uh, make changes. But again, it has to be at be a kind of structural level.
4: Yeah, <clears throat> mental health's very important. Um, we do a lot around food. So, you know, bringing people down, just um, room for a meal and things like that's dead, dead important. But one of the things that's really dead important for mental health is fun. Particularly when people are on a low point in their asylum case or they have... Um, they have benefit issues, um, you know, that people, when they actually come together, just for that wee particular piece of time, then they could maybe feel a bit better. And that can have a knock-on effect when they go into their family with their kids.
5: Yeah, I think Trisha's summed it up there. Mental health and wellbeing are the keys to not just living but living really well living gloriously that I'm getting I'm getting my crossroads phrase back mm-hmm. in there guys but we should we should all not just be getting by we should, we've got one life one shot at it we should all be living as best as we can and flourishing and uh, mental health and well-being are key to that not only for the individual but how you feel well about life how you feel as though you're getting a chance to flourish uh, it's absolutely key to a really a really healthy society.
1: What do you hope people will take away from what you have said today?
3: I hope they can take away that there is organisations out there that are willing to kind of support people uh, with certain kind of uh, mental health and wellbeing issues and also an awareness of what's out there in the local community mm. that they can go to uh, and having that support. And if we can't support, we'll try and find the best person who can.
4: I hope they take away the spirit, that, that you know the work that we do and also that it's about humans, it's not about Labels and people and benefits and people that have got mental health. It's about seeing the human and people first. We hear what their problems are, but that's not what we want to focus on. We want to focus on the positive and the positiveness as the human being and show them love.
5: Yeah, I hope you can take away today that there is that there is a community of people out there who are really keen to support each other. Whether you're working for an organisation or whether you're just you're part of the wider community, whether you're in a friendship group or whatever it is, a key to all of this is that we connect with each other really well. and um, We've got strong friendships and we feel part of a community. And I guess a thing I'd, I'd like people to go away, away from hearing this is that, you know, unlike Trisha, I wasn't born and bred in Gorbals, but Gorbals is an incredible place. Uh, I come up here every day. I would come up seven days a week if if, if I had the time to do it. Um, I, saw, I, I want that to be taken away. Gorbals is such an incredible rich place to be in, uh, full of fascinating and brilliant folk.
3: Totally
4: agree. Love yeah. coming to work, love getting involved with local people and trying to make a difference. And just for information, I went to the band when I was a wee girl.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't your youth worker though.
4: You was a youth worker
2: <laughs> This community podcast on the positive effects on mental health and well-being was recorded at Blackfriars Primary School in the Gorbals. Thank you Michael, Trisha, and Joe, for joining us today and thank you for everyone listening. Erin and I hope you found it interesting and enjoyed learning about our community. I'm Abroad and I'm Erin.
1: Thank you for listening to the STEM in the Gorbals podcast.
0: It was really interesting hearing about all the support work available in the Gorbos community for mental health and well-being. Thanks to Katrina Milligan for supporting this episode from behind the scenes. If you want to talk about your mental health, please speak to a parent, a pastoral care teacher or counsellor at your school, your doctor or call Breathing Space on 0800 8385 87 or Childline on 0800 1111. Join us in the next episode as Freya and Calvin explore the mental health and wellbeing support available in schools. I'm Jessica, thank you for listening.